You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, March is Women's History Month, and we're going way back in history to learn about the women of the New Testament, not only about them, but more about Jesus as we see how he intentionally and specifically interacted with them. It was a deeply personal study for Kelly Worrall, who's the author of this study for Today in the Word. She's also the field chair of Music and Media Arts Division and professor of communications at Moody Bible Institute. Kelly, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So my first question was, do you get veto power on the cover or do you get to vote on it or do they pick it and you have no say in that? I had no say in this one, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. That's why I was curious about it. Okay. It's a beautiful picture. Uh, Seen and Loved yeah. is what the study is called, and it's of a woman pouring out water from a jar. I don't know if this is the woman with the alabaster box. I don't know if it's the woman at the well, um, but it, it just seems like it's very, it highlights the time and place and who we're studying here. Yeah, I love that image, too, and I connect it as well to both of those narratives, um, which are two of my favorites. So I was quite pleased when I saw the image. It is just a powerful sort of metaphor, I guess, of pouring out our love at Jesus' feet. And so, yeah, I hope that it draws people in and prepares their heart for what, what we get to learn this month. So I guess the question is, why this study? We understand that it's Women's History Month, but beyond that, why would we do this study of the women in the New Testament? Yeah, well, if you've been reading Today in the Word for a while, you may remember that this is the third March that we're looking at women in Scripture. So the last two years, we've looked at women in the Old Testament. So this month kind of completes the trilogy, I guess you could say, Um And it's a study that I've been kind of looking at and pouring into for several years. Um, This particular one, Women of the New Testament, is probably the most personal issue of Today in the Word that I have written. Um, So I'm really excited that uh, it's out now and that people get to engage with it. Um, A number of years ago, my husband and I went through a just a particularly painful and extended season of uh, just loss after loss in our own lives and marriage. And it, it shook my faith a little bit. Um, if I'm honest, I even spent some time wrestling with God through anger and, and certainly grief and so on. So coming out of that season, I knew I just felt drawn back to the Gospels. I knew I needed to just reconnect with Christ and who He was. And uh, so I started in the book of John, and I got to John 4 and the woman at the well and was just captivated. Uh, I stayed there for a very long time. I just kept sitting in that story and uh, reflecting on, meditating on the love that I saw there. Uh, that Jesus had for her and the way that he pursued her so patiently. Um, and then that that became just a study I did focusing on the women in the Gospels and eventually wrote a book a few years later called Pierced and Embraced, which is a deeper dive at seven of the women in the Gospels and how Jesus loved them. 
Um, so yeah, so this study is kind of an expanded version of that, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I love that we're not just, yes, we're studying them and their stories, but like you mentioned, we're able to learn so much more about Jesus through how he interacted yeah. with them. And the woman at the well is one of my favorite all-time stories in scripture, like you mentioned, for all those reasons. I also think about the woman with the issue of blood and how she was suffering for so many years and yeah. tried everything and no relief, no breakthrough. But one day Jesus was coming to town. Do you is that one of the women you study? It is one of the women I study, and that one is also in Pearson embraced and one that is very dear to me. Um, you know, as we mentioned, just her pain was extended, and I resonated with that mm-hmm. uh, and her desperation and and even there's a social piece to that, you know, being outcast from society and isolated. and part of our journey was a long season of infertility and Uh, multiple miscarriages. And that's another pain, you know, a loss that can be private, can be isolating and so on. So I spent a lot of time with her as well. But like you mentioned, the real protagonist there is Christ and how he he's in the middle of another healing miracle with Jairus, uh, both times that it's recounted in scripture. Uh, The woman with the issue of the blood, her her narrative interrupts Jairus's and yet even though there's this other urgent matter that Jesus is being called to he stops and he takes time for this woman and and it's a total healing is the other piece of her narrative that spoke so profoundly to me he doesn't just hear heal her physically which he does and that's miraculous but he has so much more for her um, and he takes that time to heal her um socially, where he listens to her, he calls her to share her story, her testimony in front of all the people. Uh, It's described in that way. Um, And to heal her spiritually. Ultimately, he he applauds her faith um, in coming to him. And he calls her daughter, which is so precious. Uh, You know, it's a a change of identity for her. Uh, So it's such a holistic healing. Mm. The one that I find it interesting, you know, people are, their titles, physician, fisherman, you know, tax collector, we see that. But then Lydia, it's like seller of purple. I've always thought that to be funny. It (laughs) just, I don't know, it just sounds funny to me, (laughs) seller of purple. Tell us a little bit about her and and what's special about her in in this study. Yeah, Lydia is, she's an interesting character. You know, she was, we believe, a, a businesswoman, probably quite wealthy. Uh, hence her selling of purple cloth. And and yet, even though she, <clears throat> for a woman, probably had some status in society and some, some means, some wealth, she was a follower and an evangelist. Um, and so she opened up her home. She was hospitable. Um, and her whole household was baptized. Uh, maybe even the people who worked for her. And so her influence... Um, spread, you know, and I love that about her, that she declared her faith, even though uh, it may have caused her some, um, you know, people might have looked at uh, with some sort of speculation on that for her, because she was a woman of status, and she was bold about that, and it, it brought her whole family to Christ. 
Mm. We're talking with Kelly Worall, who's the author of Seen and Loved. It's the Today in the Word study for March as we take a look at women in the New Testament. And there's so many different women that you teach us about and, and unpack their stories. But are there some common themes that run through them all? Yeah, I think, you know, as we've mentioned, I think really it is the person of Christ that shines through most of all uh, in the gospel portion, especially, um, and who he was and how he loved these women. The way that he valued them, took time for them, uh, honored them, spoke to them, you know, pursued them, loved them was was countercultural, and he took such care with them. Um, you know, where often in, in the Gospels he might be rebuking the male followers uh, and so on. He, he doesn't do that with the women. He's very gentle with them and very tender. Uh, and I think that is so powerful and such a important theme that, that runs through this month's study. And then even we, we cover several women in the book of Acts and even the epistles. Uh, and it's similar there. You know, these women had a significant role to play in the early church. And again, how God is working through them and through their faith and their testimony um, to build the body of Christ, even in those very early, uh, early years of the church. Well, I think it's interesting. Even the two that we highlighted, it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. We all have that need for Jesus in yeah. our life. And he comes and, like you said, comforts us and uh, meets us where we're at, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The The way that he loved these women, that's another important point, I think, is so personal and particular to their life circumstance and their need. Uh, and yeah, I just very much hope that as people move through this study, that wherever they are at, uh, they experience the love that Christ has for them, uh, because it is out of that love that we then love Him and and love others. You know, our obedience to God and to Christ, I believe, should be an outpouring of the way in which we live and the love that He has for us, and that it is an act of love uh, that we also obey. Mm-hmm. I think what's remarkable, too, as we wrap up our time with you, Kelly, is that, you know, their story, their stories are complete. They're written in Scripture, but God's also writing our story currently, right now. And we may not know the end. Obviously, we don't. But we can trust that it's working together for our good and for His glory, like these women's stories. Amen. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And... I look forward. One of my favorite things about writing for Today in the Word, which was unexpected when I first started, is hearing from readers and hearing those stories. So I would love to receive letters this month from people, from readers who, you know, God is using these women's narratives in their lives, as you say, for his glory, for their good. Um, So write to me. I love to receive the letters and rejoice with you. And you know what? We will pass it along to Kelly. If you dive into this month's study along with us, it's seen and loved. You can get all the details and even sign up for the emails to come to your box or get the podcast or the app on your phone. We got it at todayintheword.org. Kelly, thank you so much for your time today and for writing this month's study. It's, It's really insightful and exciting. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm also a little concerned. Now that we're done, is there not going to be anything for next March? Yeah. What do we do then? I know. What are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Our, yeah. If you have ideas, send them our way.